perfect. Isn't that so cool mm-hmm. and easy? Yeah, I'm loving this app. Yes, it's just super easy. I keep recommending it to my friends who are going to be starting podcasts. It's so good. I'm glad we got one. (laughs) Me too. This is going to be so bomb. So, so bomb. You're going to love you. So, okay, let's do introductions. Mm -hmm. What's good with you? This is Ayodele Fuega of BossyBruja.com. You can find me on Instagram at BossyBruja. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have my friend, Sophie Lisa Smith. Ah, That's the first (laughs) time I've ever said your your name. Your new name with the Smith. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you're taking the time to do this. You're all the way somewhere in the UK, which Mm -hmm. I never know exactly where you are. So tell us where you are. In in the UK, I'm in England, and I'm in a place called the Northeast, oh. and um, it's far away from London. Everyone seems to think you live in London if you're in <laughs> the UK, and no, it's bigger <laughs> than that. Um, I live in somewhere called the Northeast, which is like right at the top of England, like right close to the top in wow. England. And we sort of have our own little culture here and our own way of speaking and stuff like that. Yeah. You do. Your accent sounds maybe Irish. Mm-hmm. A little bit Irish to me. Is that bad? Is that, did I say something wrong? Um, no, it's just that it doesn't really sound anything at all like Irish. <laughs> if you know what Irish, like if you put them side by side, I don't see resemblance. But I can see why people might. Especially with actually Scottish, a lot of our words that we use come from Scotland. Like we say I a lot for yes, we'll go I. So oh. mm, we, have, we do have a bit of Scottish going on. Not so much with Irish, I think, <laughs> though. I love the way you speak. Either way, Thank it's you. totally Sophie to me. <laughs> so do you want to tell the people how we met? Well, I don't even know exactly how we met. I suppose we met through the Rev. That's right. We met through the Rev. Yeah. <laughs> that was so long ago, Sophie. Oh, my gosh. So, so long. I know. I know. That was like, that was like pre-2012. I know. That, when did I? I don't even know how I met. I remember the first time I heard Reverend Valerie Love's voice. <laughs> and it was just like, I need to know this person. Yeah. She has such a mm-hmm. great voice. Mm-hmm. And I did some coaching with her. I know that we um we did some of the same coaching programs together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we were on her boost. What was it? Boost Worldwide Love. Mm-hmm. Or at one point it was called Boost Morning Inspiration, I believe. That's right. And we used to be on that phone at 5 a.m. Look, well, <laughs> Local it wasn't for me though. Your time. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky on that one. Right. <laughs> we would we would talk about all things mystical. We would pray. We did affirmations, chanting. We learned about all types of stuff. All types of stuff. Oh yeah. Mystical. Everything you can imagine. All these different. I was going through some of the um recordings last night, and there are recordings on the internet with both of us mm. <laughs> on there. Oh my gosh, which is so cool! <laughs> <laughs> which is so so cool. So tell the people a little bit about yourself if you'd like to. I know it's so weird. Like, what do you want to know? Tell okay, tell <laughs> them about <laughs> how you're this amazing artist. How you have gone to being a full-time artist um Mm -hmm. maybe some of the things that you've learned over the years that have helped you to be very intentional about creating and designing your life right as an artist Mm -hmm. as a thriving artist and Mm -hmm. a creative wild goddess yeah (laughs) wowza right well um so that was a lot of things. <laughs> um, I'll start with telling people about how I'm an artist and go, about going full time. Yes, as an artist. So I was born an artist, literally just born an artist. I've been drawing like 
creating art since I could pick things up. Um, so I was really born an artist. And um, as I was growing up, I was praised for that and stuff massively, you know, like celebrated sort of thing as I was growing up until I got to about the age of 15, where I was still kind of celebrated by like my art teacher and stuff. But that was when people started uh, sort of start to strangle my spirit more and more and more and be like, you've got to leave this art, this creativity behind. You're becoming oh. an adult as if adults are no longer allowed to be creative. It was insane. It was so in- insane. I, I, honestly, it was a, it's been a huge journey because of that level of insanity of people. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't, can't believe it. Like, um, the way I see it, creativity, like, there's lots of animals on the planet uh-huh. when you come to Earth. Um, some, like, say birds, for example. Birds fly. Birds are built to fly. They're built in every way to fly. Lions are built to do what they do. They're built to hunt. They're built to be in that, their specific environment, etc. Where humans, humans are built to make, we're built to make stuff and uh-huh. create things. We've got a mind, we've got hands with tiny little, like with these fingers on, like on the end of big stalks called arms, like, you know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like the, the kit is perfect. Do you know what I mean? You've got your eyes on your head, which you can twizzle around and do stuff with. You can even sing or dance, like the whole, like, and then your mind, if you, if you even, if you just shut up for five minutes in life or 10 minutes, your mind will start making stuff. How, how you've trained your, it depends on what you make, depending on how you've trained your mind, Um, you know, as to what your mind will start saying when you listen to it. But um, my point is, is that we're, we are the natural creators and it was in it was insane for me when I started to become a, like started to bud and grow into an adult that suddenly all the other adults around us sort of thing would crash down on me to tell me that I was not allowed to take my creativity past this point of growth mm. like that what what an insane unconscious like initiation into doom yeah yeah so a lot of people go off, go into that initiation and accept it and start to live life accordingly to dampen themselves down to get crazy ideas like about and um, like I know a lot of people in the culture I'm from like working class English culture they'll have a job that they absolutely hate they hate yeah. it but you but the the programming is that initiation into doom that they've had programs them or um programs people with this idea that well at least I've got a job at least I'm surviving like this very petty sort of small mindset um that's what that initiation of doom does if you go along with it um so anyway I didn't go along with it it wasn't (laughs) it, 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 it wasn't an easy journey um but it had to be done in terms of becoming a full-time artist it wasn't easy um but like it had to be done it was life or death for me really like it was actually life or death for me um to become an artist and a lot of that um intense sort of sorrow and anguish about at times feeling like I'm never gonna achieve it I'm never gonna be able to self-realize um a lot of that anguish like alchemized um it burnt a lot of shit off us that I didn't need until I sort of become so galvanized that I was just like, I'm, I am going for it and I don't yeah. care. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yes. this or death. So here I go. Like, ah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you're a total warrior goddess. I get so much warrior energy just looking at you and thinking about you, but also just mm-hmm. not that warriors can't be extremely delighted yeah. passionate with life I feel that so strongly from you <laughs> and I know that there are um a, quite a few artists who follow me but there's this myth mm-hmm. with the there's that whole starving artist archetype and mm-hmm. it might yes. be that these people uh, it, uh, this is just a theory let me know mm-hmm. what you think about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. you know um the I think that what might be happening is the artist who can't they can't not do their art they can't 
it's mm-hmm. connected to breathing for them like it is yes. for you mm-hmm. so they do the art but in an a probably unconscious effort to punish themselves for bulking the the society standards right or what their mommy and daddy tell them they should be doing to be mm-hmm. responsible they mm-hmm. make themselves suffer yes. they don't allow themselves to be compensated well this is, yes. a, this is a real job so you know you don't have to pay me the full price you, you could just pay me this much that kind mm-hmm. of thing so yes. that might be why some of them are not eating some of them are not thriving and I've always thought that it's insane Mm -hmm. for artists to not be some of the most thriving groups of people on the planet along with educators because the artists are so connected to all of the changes and shifts that you see within cultures Mm -hmm. they change they change people's thinking you can put you can put any type of spiritual or political rhetoric that you want you can embed it into the core of whatever your art is and transfer ideas into people's mind yes while giving them Mm. total pleasure oh yes giving them a safe space to experience a full range of emotions Mm. while giving them the new idea Yes, which would spark new ideas within them. It's fuck. It's magic what artists mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So artists who don't allow themselves to prosper and thrive have always been like a thorn in my side because mm-hmm. it does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I think that it might be a some internal, some maybe bits of society still, you know, clinging clinging to life within them that's like oh, gotcha. because you didn't you didn't do the nine to five uh-huh. here it's called the nine to five you know the, the mm-hmm. grind the, you know mm-hmm. going to do the corporate thing mm-hmm. um I actually I'm a writer and I've always always since I was five years old I've wanted to write my mom said I've been creating stories <coughs> since I was five since I learned to write I've been writing she said to me one time I think that if you were imprisoned and <laughs> if they kept the paper and pens from you you would use your blood to write yeah and my mom said that to me and I was really young <laughs> so I I love writing but I did the I did the um college followed by corporate world mm-hmm. thing and I was miserable it mm. feels like someone's pinching off your air supply yes it I feels know. really bad mm-hmm mm-hmm um, I have something to say about that, actually, about the pinching off thing. Um, in that, um, hold on, I'm just going to think about where I want to start. I think, first of all, I think the starving artist myth um, has a lot to do with why artists still starve um, and why also families, say, from a working class place, like where I'm from, everybody's expected to do a nine-to-five um, and, and the highest you're expected to achieve is that having a more sort of what you would say middle classish posher, as we would put it, like mm. a posher job. You you mm-hmm. can have posher employment, like be a school teacher is even considered posh uh, employment. Like really, yeah, because the employment where I'm from is like an in, an industrial. It wasn't a really industrial like mm. a coal mining um, area. There was like shipbuilding and coal mining. And that's wow. what people did. And then, so growing up, you're expected just to get a job that pays your bills and that's it, point blank. And if you're lucky, you can go to university and maybe be a teacher. Like, um, it's insane. But people from the background that I'm from don't let, like, tell, like, warn, ward their kids off from any sort of creative, the, wow. the words creative career are never even uttered among the culture of my people. Um oh, wow. Uh because it's too dangerous because you live so close to the breadline sort of thing anyway on you'd be lucky people think they're lucky to have a minimum wage job that's the mentality of scarcity it's it's frightening but the news here perpetuates that so much by always telling people there's no work like they're really Mm. under the government's thumb really and they're blind to it a lot so i've taken a lot on like to sort of reroute the paths of my people in, a, in my own family bloodline um, 
in my in my people at large. Like my work is largely about restructuring my whole culture through our naturally occurring street culture, which is creative, which is rave, a rave culture. Yes, um, yes. And it's my job to sort of um, to do a massive repatterning on many, 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 many levels using all kinds of art and keep filtering it through my like native culture of northeast style as is it's a modern term we call it northeast style now like um um the older generation doesn't call it that um but that's what would what would they call it way they just call us northerners mm. like we're just northerners like from the northeast um mm-hmm, like aha uh-huh. we're we're considered like the ghetto bunch of from england and the people mm. from like down south are often like considered the more middle class, although you get like work, your working class people out all over um, the country. But um, I, so the starving, like, you know, the people here condition the kids still a lot that you can't just go after dreams because you have to make sure you make that fucking minimum wage um, to get your rent paid. Things are hard here. Like, that's the overall thing. So nobody even would dare like a lot of people wouldn't dare tell you to even think about a career you just need to get that job done nine to five and get that money in to keep yourself i so that's what it's like but i think you know so but it's it's because of the starving artist thing that then of that it's not seen as a way out but people from where i live as well i even went to university and studied art and i was still not taught how to make money from it yeah, they don't teach you to make money. No, at the colleges, guess, they don't know. I and guess that, and that's what I went to Red Val for. Hmm. How I was like Val, how the hell yeah. do, do I make money from me passions? I know I can, but how the hell do you do it? Um, and that's where my journey with coaching started to learn how the feck to make this shit happen. Basically, yeah, I use the things she's taught me every day. Mm-hmm. every day she has been one of my most influential teachers and she is the person I spoke to when I quit my last full-time corporate job I called her up which is you know with vows like you need to <laughs> she she's she is very comfortable with compensation yeah, so for me to is. call her phone mm-hmm and say, like, I was in the parking lot of my job, and I just didn't know who else to call. And it was like, I need to quit this job. And she said, do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't know how I'm going to do anything. And she said, well, you might as well do it now and figure it out as quickly as you possibly can. Why You're going to quit this job at some point. Why not right now? Mm -hmm. And I quit that damn job. I quit that job and it was years of me trying to figure out how to work independently I've been trying to to grow businesses since I was 17 Mm -hmm. I've been working since I was 12 so I love work I I used to have a laziness thing an inconsistent thing but I find that it's very easy to be consistent at something you're passionate about. Yes. And when I changed my understanding of work in my mind work became pleasure Mm. I used to think that it was especially when you're doing corporate work because it is a drag (laughs) you know I used to think it was some form of punishment it felt like punishment but then I thought about women before me particularly those in my bloodline and all of my ancestors and how the vast majority of them especially in the last 500 plus years, especially in the last 23 generations have been, were virtually unable to do the work that they wanted to do. I often think about all of the writers who Mm -hmm. were worked to death on the fields of plantations. Yeah. The writers, the actresses, all of the books and the plays and the music that died Mm -hmm. that will never be born Mm -hmm. because of of the tragedy that was the Mm. slave trade and slavery in America. Mm -hmm. Imagine all of the dance styles, 
and the different fashions Mm -hmm. that could have been created. And you know what? Let me, I want to recant the will never, right? Because there are people on the planet who channel. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Uh So it's, it can still be, it can be still be done, but then that's, that's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. as artists as spiritual people to create the works that the women and the men <coughs> before us couldn't because of circumstances yes especially in this day and age mm-hmm. especially in this day and age you know when they well i heard this i think or maybe heard it or read an article about steve jobs and his goal with the creation of the iphone was to give people a virtual assistant that they could have in the palm of their hands while they were creating it was never Mm. meant to be a tool for distraction it was meant to be an aid it was meant to be something something a quick reference tool Right, so that you could create with more efficiency. Mm-hmm. So now I've I've taken to keeping my phone on do not disturb, which is why I, oh I'm missing all types of stuff now. Yeah. I I try not to go on Instagram these days unless I'm posting something for my business, um, or unless I need to you know go to an email or DM or something. I talk to my phone. I tell her to look up words for me, to pull up pictures for me. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, now I'm trying to kind of recapture the um, original, you know, vision that Mr. Jobs had for, for this device. But I, I, I think that as um, an artist, and like I said, I did go through that corporate stage. Um, and as someone who who is compensated for what she creates, the value she creates, mm-hmm. the the tools for magic she creates, the writings and the podcasts that she creates. Mm-hmm. Um, after the, I feel alive every day. I feel amazing every day. I feel happier at work than I ever have before. And now it feels like work is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's an honor Yes, to be able to work and to do your own work, mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. do the work that you choose for yourself mm-hmm. and not just the work that you got hired to do. Yes. You know? So, and I, I try to spend as much time as I can working these days, which before it was like, I try to spend as little time yes. <laughs> working yes. as, I, as I possibly mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the freedom, oh, the freedom is incredible. I want it for everybody. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want it for everybody. So you are the rave queen. Yay. I cannot wait until I come. Yes. To... England <laughs> and cut up in the streets with you. I have always thought it was so cool, like the way you do your hair, especially when you have your long braids and you're in these costumes you've made. I've seen videos online, especially from um, um, Cindy Sunshine, <laughs> of you dancing at uh-huh. all these different kinds of events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you're you. amazing. So tell us about your different mediums because you, you use quite a few different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, oh, I, I put it like this, like it's um, like art and self-expression by any means necessary mm-hmm. and, and also especially spirit expression by any means necessary. Yes. So, so, good. Mm-hmm. so we're alive. We've got this body, like I was saying before, about the perfect kit for being on the yes. earth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like it's the perfect kit in every single way to be on the earth and like make make things from it. Like the whole experience of being on earth um, mm. in this body is amazing. Um, so <laughs> so I, so that creativity that is life energy pouring through all of us at rapid rates. Like you can't even apply a rate to it. It's that like amazing and advanced and powerful. Um, because it generates all things like the life energy the generative energy of life itself like um, that is creative energy and that is coursing through us every single day like constantly coursing through us Um, and so we can all tap into that I I firmly believe that we're all creative geniuses and once Mm -hmm. you once you become human that's the condition you get to be a genius you can be a genius Mm. You can be a genius at being crap at something, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah. You can convince yourself you're so <laughs> crap at it. You'll apply all of your genius to that and be the worst person that ever lived the, about that thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, the, the most, you can be the most unable person at something at a genius level. Um, like, if, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. if you convince yourself of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that incredible generative creative source and forces moving through us at all times and it can come out in any which way you like so for me it comes out of every which way um creatively um it doesn't really come out in sport for example I don't like that much so it comes out in some people it comes out of sport and genius at like tennis or something for me it comes out um as as like um made things so that could be like a song um it could be a piece of jewelry how it comes out um dancing it comes through a lot in dancing and for me dancing's the most sort of raw art form because it's literally using your raw material which is your avatar like your body Mm -hmm. that's your raw earth material like without that you just don't really do life here like to the fullest extent if you don't have the avatar body and so it's, it's like that the body's our raw material so um, when we dance, it's using the most rawest of materials um, to produce movement, like to be in a flow to express something. But with the dance, like it gets so, it's there's so much energy comes through. It's like chan- it's like channeling pure spirit. Um, oh. It's like channeling pure spirit. So all that intelligent spirit energy is allowed to move through me when I dance. And I go into sort of a hyper-aware trance um, where I'm like super aware but really focused and not distracted and in flow. And then all the energy like cascades through us like like so powerfully. And then it it comes out in in the in the fields, like the the like the morphogenetic fields, the the resonance fields, my frequency. It comes Mm. out in a concentrated frequency. And it and it touches things and it transforms them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me put my phone back on D and D. D and D. Do not disturb, oh. so no one can call. <laughs> uh-huh. It's my new favorite feature. Someone just called me. I told you that I this phone. It used to be just for pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now the phone wants me to help enforce these boundaries and to create things. So good. Mm-hmm. So great. So, so, so great. So mm-hmm. tell me about the dancing. I'm listening. Yep. Um, so the dancing, yes, it's like, um, it's like, it's just raw, basically. Um like so to talk about that element as well like in terms of like rawness like like art in that like the creative genius of life energy the generative life energy it will just it will come out of you it will come out of your depth of your core if you give it space to and it will create masterpieces and the more you let that happen the more masterpieces just literally start flying out of your hands to the point where yes. you don't, to the point where you don't realize you've just created a masterpiece until a week later and you're like, oh my, that's like the perfect thing. <laughs> I completely agree. And I know before we got on the phone, you were telling me a little bit about how you create that space. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if people are going to like this though because we're, it does involve coming off social media. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 basically like energy management for yourself. Plus, it giving it's like it's it's a, like a mixture of 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 yourself energy management and your own energy levels. Like doing things that increase your energy and ju- juicify your energy. Like juicify it. Like make it juicier. Because you, I love it. Because we're all really juicy because you're so full of life juice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and so um, for me, it's largely about finding things that make us feel juicy. And when I notice that something is making us feel a little bit drained 
or a little a little bit like um irritated then i need to come away from that thing because it's draining my juice yeah my juices so um there's that part of it looking after your energy um and then there's the part of prioritizing and making space for allowing your creative energy to take form in the world and that might sound fancy and complicated but that actually means just sitting down with yourself and letting something come out for half an hour or more hell yeah Mm -hmm. and it feels mm -hmm. amazing it feels so much better than social media so oh, much better it does <laughs> and social media I mean, it, you know it ha- definitely has its pros and it feels good to play in a cyber space with a bunch of other witches because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mostly just um follow at, at this point i follow um people who whose stuff i want to see mm-hmm. <laughs> like if if i consistently look at you and it makes me feel amazing i'm following you yes um but also people who um who have continuously poured into me, whether it's through my business or through interacting with me um, on the internet. So I'll, I'll stay connected to them. Um, and that's, that's good for me, but yeah, it feels better to sit in a room by myself with my, I have a record player now. Ooh. So I've been listening to records. I love the, the, the cracking sound. It sounds like a fireplace that pop and crack that that the records do mm. um mm-hmm. with candles always going i always have the element of fire i always have the element of earth um and water always always on on my altars and just just kind of electrifying the air and i love to just write <laughs> yeah. and the other thing i love to do is engage other people's art mm-hmm. especially like photography i love seeing a nice photo mm-hmm. i love great photos I've started collecting art and putting them on the walls, especially in my um, my office, because this is where I spend the majority of my time. And making things, whether it's making oils or writing a new spell, I'm just making something. Mm-hmm. Just making something. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, <It feels> amazing. <coughs> mm-hmm. Um, some a note a note about the social media thing. I think it comes down to to insourcing. And, and outsourcing your energy supply. So um, the first thing I recommend any human being to do, like once you're alive, is to, um, like, once you're in, <laughs> like once you're in your human body, like, and parents of people who are fresh in their bodies as well, like, mm-hmm. um, like learn about, not, not just learn, but actually completely rewire and embody the very fact that life comes from within us. Like, yet yeah, we are part of mm-hmm. life happening it's like a vortex really like we we are part of life happening we are part of that energetic flow energy there's an infinite resource within us that is the true resources within so with social media i think what happens is is that we might start to unconsciously try and source energy from the outside and from other people from likes Mm. and comments Mm -hmm. and approval and other things that we unconsciously that we're unconsciously seeking that sometimes yep. sometimes are bad fucking habits anyway. Like it's a bad fucking habit to keep like try, trying to get approval from the world because it will mean you'll be like you're manipulating yourself to behave in certain ways by trying to get other people's approval instead of living right. instead of right. living. So um, right I, and I, figuring out what you like for yourself mm-hmm. or about yes. yourself. Ah, uh-huh. not what not what you're trying to do for like to make other people think about you but actually what's gonna make you feel juicy and good and what's gonna connect you to your path and stuff mm. um so i think when we approach a social media and we're trying to outsource energy like get energy from the outside that way and it's a very easy source isn't it you just tap a little button on your phone and there's a whole source of other human beings that could give you energy and approval and stuff um so it's when we're approaching social media with that um, with that approach is when it begins to drain our energy because when we're trying to source from the outside we are negating the fact that there's a source within us it's almost like we're blanking the actual source we're blanking mm. it out it's like yeah. we're walking away from it um, and that's when we start to feel drained because we're actually walking away from our actual source Chase, right. chasing like an, an unsustainable source yeah yeah so, mm. 
Yeah, girl. <laughs> so we we completely ignore the sun and we are scurrying, trying to get all this fulfillment from a socket in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> like a lamppost. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. It's been going for billions and billions of years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Mm. So good. <laughs> I think that um, that commitment to, and I like the way you put the um, in-source and outsource mm. energy, but that commitment to to really being aware <laughs> and um, vigilant when it comes to your level of juiciness, like, are you feeling, does this even make you feel good? You know, is this adding to your energy? Are you feeling more excited about life or no? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which I think segues very naturally and easily into the whole issue of comparison. When there is this, this practice of not only, um, performing for approval but also being on the other side of that the scrolling yes (laughs) which is just oh I'm so anti-scroll yeah so that that even on Facebook when I was still really um spending a lot of time on Facebook I avoided that um there's a screen that home screen Mm -hmm. where you can go down yeah and it, it lasts forever. Yeah, it does actually last forever. <laughs> it actually does. That's infinity. Uh-huh. And you just go through people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, it's hours later when you look up from mm-hmm. somebody's stupid meme. And you're just like, damn, I was supposed to yes. feed the kid. <laughs> yes. Something important. Do a real life activity. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So doing the thing where you're not not policing other people, but just like spectating yeah you know mm-hmm. and granting approvals or not yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's, so, it's funny yeah it's funny yeah it's a weird thing that we're doing um and I, I think that it could have some if not outright harmful then some at least some strange implications um in mm-hmm. our psyches but yeah to I think that the artists, just like the spiritual people, have to, all humans probably need to, but in order to stay connected to creativity and connected to spirit in a very conscious way, I think that we do have to guard where our attention is going. Now, what do you say to people who say, how do I become unblocked or how do I become more creative? Especially if you think, you know, the only thing you got to do is be born. Well, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I like. I always recommend something I call the ballistic method that I'm that I actually do with people in a wide variety of different people, like teachers and kids and stuff. Um, and I, I call it the ballistic method. Um, and to go ballistic. It's like a saying in our rave culture, like MCs will go ballistic, ballistic. Like it means go fucking crazy, like go yeah. like um, like go mental. And like what I recommend is getting some kids paint, like in an outdoor area or somewhere where you can get really messy. If you want, put big sheets of paper down or even just use the floor. Um, if you're in like an, an area where that's suitable, like say like outdoor, outdoor in your backyard, if you use washable paint or something. And just get paint in either pour it into cups or have it in the bottles and put mm. some music on or something. Even have a drink if you like, or do something that's gonna make you feel like excited. And then just like I'm trying to think of a word that everyone will understand that's not colloquial. Like and then just basically like I wanna say smash it. But what I mean is, like, just go nuts and start flinging the paint. Yes, go ham, go Go off. ham, that's it. <laughs> go in. Uh-huh, that's it. Go. I would say go proper raggy. Like, yeah! <laughs> like, go proper raggy, like, ham as fuck. Like, just go fucking mental and just get that paint out. Rah, all your energy, because all that creative energy, that's what's important. That's yes. more important 
to me that is the important thing you've got all this energy trying to ground this creative energy is literally trying it's it's to to come into this world as a manifest thing through us all the time like in all kinds of forms through thoughts through speech through paintings through written pieces through communications of some kind like through everything this energy is always um flowing through and we are much happier when we earth some of it by manifesting it allowing it to manifest so by flinging all this paint around that's actually allowing that energy to come through into a physicalized expression in mm. just that act alone grounds that energy into this world and it and it grounds the person like it calms your it calms your nervous system it mm. it brings you back into yourself it's it's such an incredible thing there's a quote apparently jesus said this um, right, this quote I heard, which I just thought was mint. Like, I thought it was brilliant. I'm not going to get into Jesus and his existence because I go on about that for ages because I'm, <laughs> I'm very, like, uh, speculative of, of that. But anyway, the, the uh, <laughs> but um, I'm going to do my own podcast about that, I think. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the quote goes, if you bring forth that which is within you, that which you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth that which is within you, that which you do not bring forth will destroy you. Oh. So when we've got all this energy, like this life generative energy, this massive amount of powerful energy coursing through us and we're not grounding it, it starts to become destructive in the system because it's not allowed out. There's something blocking it. So it starts to like, it becomes like destructive. People get, they get mm, poorly, mm-hmm. they get poorly, um, mm-hmm. they get unhappy, they get drained because they're not allowing it to come through. Um, and if we just allow that energy through, then in that quote, it says, save us. Um, it allows your systems to work optimally in a balanced way is what it does, because all your hormones mm. can work properly and everything because you're actually letting the energy through, not running a bunch of programs that are that that hold that energy or stop it like like what i'm making isn't good enough or something like that um like say a lot say something i think artists deal with like if you want to get into the art world is like oh it's not good enough for the art world which the art world as far as i know and i have been in it myself um is um i get sometimes i feel like it's like fashionable art you know like what's in and that's not art. Oh. That's not art to me. That's just another fucking fad. And we haven't got time for that. Right. Um, so and so I think some artists struggle with will this be accepted in the art world and stuff like it's um, my art's not good enough to come into this world or that piece isn't good enough. Um, mm, when in uh-uh. fact, the most important thing, according to me, is letting that energy, that like life generating energy that's above and beyond any art world. Like this, oh. this generative life force energy is is above and beyond any art world or anything like that. The important thing is to let that come through into this world. And when you when we're splashing paint around and letting it come flying out in all of its like colours and ways, um, that allows us to bypass those thoughts that might say it's not good enough and just let us get that fucking energy out into this world, for God's sake, you know? Okay, for real. Mm. I think there are going to be a lot of people who needed to hear that, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. Once you let once you let it flow like that, and just let it flow ravenously with no yeah. with no like sort of finished beautiful end product that you know or anything, just let it let it out into this world somehow. Pound your feet, chuck that paint, scribble on the wall, like whatever it is, get it out <laughs> without it. without care for form doing that first so that you can get used to really letting the flow come out at its full capacity then it, the flow itself of creativity which is life gener- like the generative life force which is all intelligence and genius um, that built everything that's living that's how genius yes. it is um, then, right. it, then, it, then you'll be able to start hearing the defined version of what you want to create what wants to come through you mm. yes I love it mm-hmm. I love it it reminds me of like 
when you haven't turned a faucet on for for a long time mm-hmm. and you have to kind of let that water run for a while yes. to get all of whatever might be stuck up in the <laughs> in there just get just let it flow mm-hmm. for a little while and then you get this crystal clear beautiful clean water mm-hmm. that's perfect you analogy know. yeah i like it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> fucking amazing yeah I am so happy about this. <laughs> so happy. And my, I'm thinking of other things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> and our spiritual things. Mm-hmm. What we're, we were talking about setting boundaries oh, yeah. before we got on, Holy which smokes. I think is very important. Yes. Especially when, I think it's easy when you don't work for money anymore. And when you don't, you work for spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and even the spirit in all other people, like I work for that, you know, Mm -hmm. so not for likes, not for, not for, um, accolades, not for approval, but for spirit to, to give spirit a place to just rush through Mm -hmm. and into the world. Yes. It's easy to be like, hold on just a minute you know mm-hmm. <laughs> let's not get you know too hasty okay um these this is how this is gonna go or if you want to work with me or you want to be a beneficiary of my work mm-hmm. this is this is what we do over here we calm down we take our time we don't try and rush the process <laughs> you know yes. it's easier it's not like, oh, no, I really need you to like me. I really need your money. It's not like that. And it hasn't been for a really long time now. Mm-hmm. And for me. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, you're not about to stress me. I'm making a podcast. <laughs> I'm making a new oil. I'm praying over the oils I'm sending out. I want to make these packages pretty. So when I'm looking at them <laughs> as they're going out the door, I'm having a blissful time. You know, so the, you know, the boundaries and the the word boundaries is almost too, too easy to confuse. I think it really is standards, mm, mm-hmm. you know, it really is standards. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take any, any old thing that comes to you. Mm-hmm. You don't. And that's one thing I also learned from Reverend Valerie Love. Oh, yes. You don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. You know, I love her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, is there anything else you want to share with the people? Um, Yeah, boundaries is so important. And we're all, I think there's a lot of us still learning because we've grew up in like a sort of a by and large culture where boundaries aren't taught that prevalently. Um, And you're taught to give your power over for a quick fix. That's the main programming, you know, Give like give your power over for a new handbag or some shit like, um, but they they are very important and I actually um I I did a course with an amazing woman called Shanti Zimmerman, Shanti Zimmerman, and um, and that was all about boundaries and I used to see it, like a lot of people see it I think as sort of keeping other people out or something like that yeah like literally boundaries like barriers almost. Um, and and the boundaries and barriers are two different things Um, and what I learned in this course uh, was what boundaries really are it's about knowing what your boundaries are like you know your natural energy space like our natural field of life what needs to be happening in that field for me to be happy and Mm. to be living well yeah what has to happen Mm -hmm. in that field do I say yes to this? How does that affect my field and my life if I say yes to this? Um, if someone comes in and starts wrecking it, like, um, you know, like, then I, then I need to deal with that influence that, that's having a negative influence on my space. Um, and I learned that it was a lot about clarity, like just being clear in what you want and what you don't want. And then just saying it, without without um without trying to get approval for it from the other person 
you know, just say it, this is what I need, take it or leave it. And we yeah. we really must you're great at this, IO, the whole boundaries thing. We really must we really must do it because one of the massive ways that we lose energy is through having little to no boundaries. And we're mm. we're not bad for wanting to have a healthy space. You know, it's okay mm. for us to just have that basic level of power to say no to things or to tell people how it is and what you will and won't accept so that so that Amen. you can be healthy and happy because we all must come first to ourselves that's what i am coming to really embody to this is the key thing that i took from doing that course is to to ask yourself always what is it what do i need what do i need in the situation that's the answer that we're all looking for you know yeah like what do i need I need more space. I can't take on this other bit of work for that person. Okay, that's the clarity. Communicate it. That's the boundary. Oh, that's so good. I actually had someone two day, one or two days ago just completely ghost on me, like blocked me, stop responding to me because I said no wow. to a project. Because I said no. That's not, and it was so natural for me. And I felt like, so it, it do you want extra fly, fries? No, I don't. No, thank you. It was so yes. natural to me like that, that her reaction shocked me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it shocked me. And I didn't even feel like, like I didn't, it it was it it made me feel concerned about her her um mental state and emotional state it made me feel concerned about her mm-hmm. because it was so natural to me this will you do this thing for my business and i thought about it mm-hmm. it wasn't just a no i don't want the french fries it's I'm on a diet right now and I've committed to this thing for 30 days. I'm 13 days in. I'm going really strong. It was like I thought about it. Yes. This would be of no benefit to me. Yes. Or my business mm-hmm. would be extra work mm-hmm. for essentially no profit. Mm-hmm. That's a no. Yes. <laughs> you know? exactly. On a practical and business level. Yes. It, to me, it was 100 percent different and separate from my emotions and from my relationship so when she connected it to the friendship and relationship I was like oh there's something mental and emotional going on there that needs to be addressed and the other thing that came to me is that sometimes you know because we were talking about the quote right so the quote is the only people who get pissed off at you when you set boundaries are the people who are benefiting from you having none Mm -hmm. but the thing that I came to realize in the split second of dealing with her Mm -hmm. was some people expect your boundaries to be as weak as theirs are. Yes. They expect it. They're suffering, so they expect you to fucking be a martyr too. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just don't roll that way. <laughs> you know? And um, I think that spirit has been helping me become aligned with people who, who also respect boundaries mm-hmm. and expect you to have boundaries who expect you to do what's best for you. But I don't think I would have really, I don't think I would have said it that way. I set a boundary here. Or I have a, I had a boundary here and she didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, what a weird way to respond to someone saying, no, they're not going to stop doing what they have going on to do what you want them to do simply because you want them to do it. (laughs) And the other thing is relationships, real relationships, especially real friendships, Mm -hmm. they not only survive boundaries. Yes. They thrive. They do indeed. Absolutely. So if you lose someone (laughs) because you have a boundary in place, celebrate. Right. Mm -hmm. My last words, were to her which because she stopped responding were wow imagine if I would have done this thing for you off the strength of this flimsy ass friendship yeah wow that's all it took me to say no for the first time in a year that's all it took 
Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. So like I was saying before we got on the phone, sometimes I'll post things to scatter the people yeah. who do not need to be in my space. Yes. And then if you notice, after I say the really provocative thing, yes. <laughs> I'll come in with the new product. <laughs> wow. I do it all the time. Most people are posting to bring more people in. I yes. need to weed out yes. the ones who don't need to be here. I need you to expose yourself. The people who don't believe in a, a woman have, being strong, being bossy, having um, a clear idea of what she wants in her life, of being willing to communicate clearly her mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. I need you to go. I need you to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that I can so that I can get back to the, the business of serving the people who who need to be here or who belong here. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. It's been really effective. Really uh, yeah, effective. I'm gonna try that too. Yeah. It's been really effective. And it, it's like you don't lose anything. <laughs> you don't lose anything. It's people who don't respect your boundaries. When they go, it's not a loss. It's a win. It's a win. It really is because you get so much energy back. And yeah. you're right about friendships. They do thrive on boundaries because it depends, like everybody needs to know what they need for themselves. Because if you don't know what you need for yourself, like then other people sort of have to think about that for you. And that's making, yeah. that's making them do emotional labor. But also yeah. then you can become resentful as hell when you say yes yeah. to all this shit and your friend thinks you're cool with it. When actually inside you're like, if she asks me to do one more thing. Like, right. I'm going to blow up on her Uh ass. And then, (laughs) so then that brings toxicity because you didn't have, if you just had your boundary in the first place, then you wouldn't have to feel like you want to kick her head in sort of thing, you know? Right. Like she's taking advantage of me. No. Mm -hmm. The same person was saying to me, I'll come help you. I'll come help you. I'll come help you. Mm -hmm. Because the the real issue here is that I have a lot of work that needs to get done, which is why I'm going to be shutting things down for a couple of days, focusing on packaging these things, getting them out, putting a plan down on paper and getting ready to sustain more growth. Yes. So when I spoke, (laughs) when I was talking and I, it was not, it was not me saying, Hey, please come help me. It was her saying, I'm going to come help. Yeah. I'm going to come help for almost four weeks. And she flaked. Yeah. Again and again and again. And my Ah, thought was mm. she either doesn't really want to do it, can't do it, or Mm -hmm. would rather be doing something else. And she doesn't want to just say to me, remember I said I was going to help you. I'm not going to be able to. She doesn't because saying necessary things for some reason is uncomfortable for a lot of people. So I just thought she's not saying this thing that she wants to say. So no problem. I'm going to, my sister called me probably within that first week and said, I'm going to come down there. I want to learn from you. I'll help you. So it was already handled. It wasn't an issue to me. It was okay. She doesn't want to do this thing. That's her boundary. She gets to spend her time, however the hell she wants to. And I hope that she's healthy and having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I reached out to her. She thought I would be mad. And I'm like, what mad about what, what did you do? So I think that it is absolutely necessary to have boundaries, but also to express them. So people are not, you know, because I was over here assuming. I'm like, well, she probably just doesn't, what feels uncomfortable telling me. No, she thought I was mad (laughs) this whole time. Mm -hmm. Because she didn't come to help me with my work. (coughs) Why would I be mad? (laughs) So... There are some people who, you know, are thinking that they're respecting a boundary that's not really there. Don't, you know, instead of doing all of the assuming how each other is feeling, it's good to express your boundaries. And then how people respond to your boundaries tells you a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I want to say is before we got on the phone, you were asking me about the range <laughs> <laughs> of different responses I was getting. Oh, yeah. I get everything from IO, you should really be more professional. <laughs> To people saying, right on, I wish I could, yes. you know, I wish I w- had the courage to say that to my um, customers and clients. Yes. Um, 
so I get a, I get a pretty, and then I get the people who just laugh because they know me mm-hmm. and they know I'm a, I'm probably one of the friendlier people you're gonna meet. Yes, uh-huh. um, especially in this line of work. <laughs> you know, there's a, never any threat of me doing anything nasty or unethical to you or anything of that nature. Huge on communication. Um, so, but I do, I, I don't take it personally. Even the people who are telling me you need to be more professional, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, sorry, do you own a business? And it's <laughs> always no. And I'm like, please come back to me when you own a business, uh-huh, you know, yeah. because we can't even, we're not talking as entrepreneurs. We're talking as a business owner and an employee. You think like an employee. Yes. Somebody else's program is running in your brain. I don't have to do anything. That's the point of me setting up my life this exactly. way. <laughs> exactly. I don't have to, <laughs> you know. So it's it's really fun. But I do notice that people are equally afraid of people with boundaries are they, as they are of people who are free. Freedom mm-hmm. and boundaries really drive people up a run people up a wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm both, so Yeah, it's what I think it's what we all need to learn. That's why like it's the thing that we haven't really learned that well, how to be free and how to stand up for ourselves and, you have to. and stuff. I know. <laughs> you have to. You just I think the easiest thing to do is to realize you can't lose. That's all I have to say about that. Ooh. You can't. You can't lose, it's impossible. Just like it's impossible for you to not be creative. You can't lose. Oh, All I like we do it. is win. Oh, yeah. I love it. And, <laughs> and why is that? Is that because the right people will always understand you? Or? Absolutely. Great. I love Absolutely. it. Somebody uh, falls off because you were yourself. Yes. You still get to be yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're winning. You're mm-hmm. winning. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sophie. Uh, thank you for having <laughs> me. You're so amazing. I have the coolest, coolest people. Um, I've like been rocking all the people who are close to me spiritually or who I, I really connect with on the spiritual level. I've known them for years and years and years. And it's just now that I'm doing this podcast project that I'm like, I know some cool ass people. Yeah. <laughs> I know some cool people. I'm so excited for the artists, especially to hear your words. I know that there's so many people who want to quit their stupid ass job. Mm-hmm. And I hope that your words empower and encourage them to do whatever they need to do to get free and stay free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just give like a quick nutshell of some like advice for that. Hell yes, please do. Um, so... There's a seed within all of us, a powerful, unique seed that is blueprinted inside. And it's each one of us as this seed, we're going to flourish. We're always flourishing. Um, But to access your own flourishing, we need to make space for it to happen. That means making space for your creative flow to come through you. It means making a space in your life for your work to come out into this world somehow, whether that's five minutes for you at the moment, if that's all the time you've got right now, give it that five minutes and expand on it. I started with having a job I fucking hated and I kept on doing my creative work um, and I kept going, I kept looking and going for opportunities And that's all you really need to do is keep developing your work and keep going for opportunities and keep expanding that amount of time that you're paying attention to that which is coming through you, to your own work and spending that time, allowing it to come through you into this world and grounding itself. And it will show you what it's meant to be. You'll get all the ahas as you're going along because you're already blueprinted. Our greatness is ourselves realised And all of that greatness is within your seed, just like the mighty oak tree is within a seed. And all you need to do is nurture yourself, nurture your creativity, let it come through you, spend more and more time on it every day and start looking for a way to get, start looking for opportunities because they're there. They're always there by the law of provision. If your heart wants it, it's in your vicinity. So be open to it, look for an opportunity and, and keep going. And what, 
what happened for me is is that I, I kept expanding how much time and attention I was giving me art and going for opportunities that eventually it eclipsed everything else and I didn't have time for no shitty jobs no more <laughs> and I, I wasn't um well I have quit a few jobs called blank like cold turkey but me too <laughs> but um but you don't have to do that you can just gradually like let your job go as you incorporate more and more creativity into your life more and more of what you want to be doing it can be done all of nature is on your side remember that the entirety of life in nature are on your side here with this if you desire it it's in your vicinity step by step hold your own hand and take yourself step by step kindly and do what needs to be done go through any fires you need to go through move through any pressure you need to move through you can do it you're completely equipped in the very blueprint of you you're equipped and all of nature is on your side and i'll leave it there for now (laughs) oh thank you so much sophie i love you so much thank you ayo i love you too all right guys I hope you enjoyed it. I know that I did. Yeah. We will be back next week. I have no idea who's coming, but I'm sure (laughs) someone will. (laughs) Peace and blessings. Love.